Hello, family and friends. I'm excited today to have my good friend Jim Bomberger, Dr. Jim Bomberger. And Jim is from the Colton, South Dakota area originally. We met in college in 1930. Oh, no. <laughs> it was in the 19, late 1970s, we'll say, a very late 1970s. But Jim was uh, my roommate there, and we were in the same fraternity. And Jim went on from there to get his uh, medical degree and maybe have him talk about that a little bit. But uh, really excited to have you, Jim. Now living in the in Lincoln, Nebraska area in a beautiful day here. And uh, so Jim's going to share a few things. We're going to get we're going to pray here before we get started. Father, we just come to you today. So thankful. You're such a good God, such a merciful God, such a loving God. You sent your very own son, Jesus, and he died on that cross at Calvary for us. And Father, we thank you for that sacrifice. And we choose to live a life that glorifies him, Father, to live for him, Father, because we know that Matthew 10, 32 says, when we confess Jesus before men, that he'll confess us to the Father in heaven. And so, Father, we're doing that today through these podcasts and choose to do so in, in our daily walk. And we just thank you for speaking through Jim today and all that you have for us today in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, Jim, I know... You know, I'm really excited about you sharing because, um, you know, I was thinking on the drive over here today about how if I ever had anything to complain about, I should just shut up and never complain because, you know, Jim, you know, going through the loss of your wife, Kathy, uh, when the kids were real young and then losing your son, Philip, and then also your dad in that time frame, you know, would put a lot of people, you know, they couldn't recover and, and but you persisted and, and continued on. And, um, you know, just talking over supper here prior to that, you know, you know, I can see why in terms of the faith that you saw, you know, in your wife and, and your son, we particularly talked about. And so just wanted to have you share because, you know, I'm sure throughout the country and throughout the world, there's people out there that have lost loved ones and maybe haven't been able to cope like you have. And maybe some that are unfortunately going to lose loved ones here in the coming months and years that this will help them, you know, and so maybe Jim, you could just start wherever you feel like talking about and kind of how you've dealt with some of these things in, in, the, in the past number of years. Thank you, Greg. Wow, where do I start? <laughs> so yeah, my wife was in a car accident in 1998. That was all of a sudden and my kids were three and six at the time. And so I had to dig in and you know, be there for my children. But, you know, I probably was surrounded by a lot of good people. And so that certainly helped me out. And then Philip died about a year ago from the opposite type of illness. You know, he had, uh, he had cancer. He developed Crohn's disease when he was 11. And then we struggled year after year you know, with medicines and ultimately he ended up on biologicals and, and he developed a stage four uh, lymphoma. And especially throughout that time, I was able to appreciate how close my son was to the Lord. And I can't really explain to you, you know, how he developed his faith, but... One of the things that 
definitely helped him was when he went to college, he, he found a community of believers. You know? he, he went to college in Omaha and, and he just, he, he really thrived in that, in that environment. Jim, one of the things you mentioned earlier that I think that would benefit the audience too is uh, when he had that international experience of, you know, hitting his knees and because I think a lot of times, you know, that's that's the breakdown period of where we realize and, and show praise and worship and thankfulness for a God that loved us enough to send His Son. And and I know you mentioned that earlier. That I think that would people would benefit maybe from hearing. I know you don't know exactly the whole experience, but there was something special about that. Yeah, he and a he and a buddy were in Europe somewhere. Maybe they were in. You know, maybe they were in Spain or mm-hmm. whatever, and and they found a pilgrimage, and part of the pilgrimage was if you really wanted to do it, you got on your knees, and you um, you basically suffered through this pilgrimage, and it's such that by the time he was done, he told me that he uh, had tore up his jeans, and he had bloodied up his knees. And it was all in, you know, just sacrifice to the Lord. Yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah, Jim, you know, I was thinking about a lot of times our surrender, you know, comes in the form of worship and, you know, Philip hitting his knees like that. You know, I think we all have those points in our life where at some point in time we have to decide we're going to quit trying to do it ourselves and give it to God, right? And it sounds like that was maybe... Philip's point in his life where, you know, we surrender and have that experience that, that Jesus talks about in John chapter three about the born again experience. And so I know you wanted to share a little bit about maybe the hospital situation, although it's tough, but I think it'll help some people out there. Yeah. So it was nice to know that, you know, his mother was there for him. You know, she was such a servant. She was so good at serving so many people on earth and I just had the confidence that she was you know in heaven waiting there for him and so although it was you know tough to let Philip go I I knew that that he was um, you know going to his mother and so really my words were okay Kath you know take him Mm -hmm. you know he suffered you know so many so many days so many months and I know Philip's ready for the Lord too and so that's what gives me confidence in my faith to this day. Yeah. And I remember there, Jim, in that process out in Philip's posts and how optimistic he always was. And, you know, you can't have that, you know, without a relationship with the Lord. You know, he just, you know, was so positive. And, of course, he was a fighter and he was wanting to get through that, obviously. But, but you know, we talked earlier, Jim, you know, about the mist of life we have in James and, you know, you had a friend mention that a while back to, you know, and I think we forget that sometimes in our, in our lives because it, it, we're on this, this life right now and it just seems like, you know, it's so short and, and it really is compared to eternity, right? Yes. Yeah. But my, uh, a good friend of mine, when my wife died, he was reading that exact passage, you know, how, how short life is. And, uh, you know, she, she lived till she was 36 and of course, Philip lived till he was 25 and, yeah, I'm not ready for anything any anytime soon. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, your dad uh, was somewhere in between those two is when you lost your father, Jim? Yeah, my dad died in 2011, about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Kathy died in 98 and Philip died in 
2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you've got your daughter Janice and a little one now to, to play with. Yep, yep. Declan. Declan is named after St. Declan from Ireland. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Yes. yes. And, and he's about one. Yep. He just, he's a little over one. And Janice is pregnant again. Praise God. Amen. And they live in uh, South Dakota, yep, right? Near Sioux Falls. So you're able to get up and visit some. and Yes. So Often. Well, let's go ahead and pray, Jim. Thank you. And uh, let's go ahead and go to the Lord here. Father, we're so thankful. Thank you for Jim for sharing, you know, those tough times, but yet the glory of the Lord is, is so pronounced in that because, you know, we're all going to take our last breath some point in time unless Jesus comes back in the clouds before that. And, and you know, Jim and I were talking earlier about, you know, really when that happens, the only thing that's going to matter is do we know Jesus as our Lord and Savior? It's not going to matter how much money we have or how many friends we have or how many toys we have. It's just, you know, whether or not we know Jesus. And we're so thankful Jim's family did know Jesus and that he can be encouraged in knowing that he'll see them again someday. And they're just impromptu of the Holy Ghost to say that if you don't know the Lord, that today is your day. And it's, it's simple. You just have to ask him into your heart. He, he's drawing you, he's drawing, the, he, his will is that no man shall perish. And so, you know, if you don't know him and it doesn't matter what you've done in the past, the only thing that matters is what you do today. So just, just receive him as your Lord and Savior. Just go to him in prayer and wherever you are in your room and just say, Jesus, I repent of sin and I receive your Lordship in my life and I choose to live for you. I believe that you died on the cross and were raised from the dead and I just yield my life to you. And folks, it's that simple to give me your heart. And uh, in Romans, it says, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus died on the cross and was raised from the dead, we will be saved. And so if you said that prayer, I'd love to hear from you and encourage you and help you get started in your walk with the Lord. Thank you so much, Jim. And if you want to get a hold of Jim and you can contact him through our ministry and we'll see if uh, we can hook you up there. You can reach us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.